It's Quentin time. Quentin time highlights people who make things happen, and we have a family joining us today, which is pretty unique, I think. We have Jacob and Melanie, who are the owners and operators of JM Operations, and I'm going to let you guys talk about what you do, because you do everything. And so they're the owners and operators, and we have your HR manager, April, here as well, correct? (laughs) Sure. Okay. you got to give her a job title, so it might as well be the HR manager. She can be HR. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's cool having you all here as a family. I think that's a lot of fun. My first question that I want to ask, and you guys can just take turns or do whatever you want, uh, who is your role model? Do you have a role model? Guess I really don't have a role model. Uh, just self-motivated. Don't really look up to anyone ahead of me, I guess. I guess best way to answer that one for you. Uh, I try to be my own role model, who I want to be, what, where I want to go as a person, as a mother, as a business owner. That's kind of my role model, I guess, is myself. I like that. So I don't want to say like a better version of yourself, like there but has to be a better one. But always improving, right, but I always guess. improving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. I, who I want to be. Cool. Yeah. Is that kind of what keeps you guys going then in your work life and everyday life? I think so. Keep building up. It's kind of like our logo of our mountains. It's it's building steps, building up. You know, taking steps forward and keep moving up rather than moving down. Mm-hmm. So self motivate yourself and just keep everything moving. You kind of talk in book titles, is what I've noticed already. Like you, <laughs> you have such good, uh, you have such a clear understanding of that. So that's super cool. Well, thank you. And you should, <laughs> you should make book titles or something. <laughs> I think. So another um, side job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell me what JM Operations does and what you guys do. Okay. Well, it's quite lengthy, but dirt, gravel, excavating. We do a lot of site prep. You buy a piece of property, don't know how to get it prepped for the builder. We'll come in, prep it, take down the trees. We do a lot in land clearing. We try to stick with small to medium-sized jobs because I would classify ourselves as a medium-sized company. There's plenty of bigger people out there that can handle the big, ginormous lot clearings. But we do get into the bigger ones. We just finished one lot clearing and land clearing for a big prep job that was almost 9,000 yards of dirt, which was a large one for our size. But we still got it done. We jump all over the place with everything to keep ourselves busy and we do a lot of tree work and service work we don't necessarily do tree trimming we do tree removal so you need half a dozen trees removed out of your yard or a big tree that's just obnoxious that other people can't handle we can usually do the rigging and get it taken care of we do a lot of stump removal for people rather than they want a grinder to come in and just can't do it right or they don't want a big pile mess in there and they want it completely flat in their yard prepped after or reshaped resloped we do that also get it all graded and everything nice and level mm-hmm. we're also one of the few around we have a hydro bucket we picked up last year and mainly as a customer cost saver we started using that so that if you want to come in and rather than overlaying your whole yard and getting your yard nice again we come in with the hydro bucket and to save costs on dirt we can hydro bucket your whole yard make it flat make it level bring in a little bit of black dirt reseed it and you have a brand new yard that's not bumpy and full of holes from previous years cool i was about to ask you what a hydro bucket is it's pretty much a rotary drum rotary diamonds carbide diamonds is what it is Um, a lot of people think it's a harley rake but it's really not it's a finer version of a harley rake harley rakes are a bit aggressive and they can make a big mess toward the end and they don't work good in a tight area they work good for doing a parking lot or a huge ginormous yard but say you got half acre lot and you just want it level and nice after all the construction's been done and you're just tired of putting money into dirt you can come and have this done and it's way more cost efficient and 
say you got a, for example, too, you got a class five driveway. It's just filled with potholes and littered with potholes, and you've had multiple people come and just come fill my holes, come fill my holes year after year, and you just want to be done with that. You don't need to keep bringing in dirt. We can come with the hydro bucket and reuse the dirt you got, hydro bucket the whole driveway, make it perfectly flat and nice and level without charging you for any dirt. Sure. You know, I'm not saying you don't have to sometimes bring in dirt. I mean, if you got an abnormally deep hole, you know, but it works just fantastic for filling in the holes that most people get in Minnesota climate, you know. Mm-hmm. So it works out quite well. from the Twin Cities, and so it seems like Brainerd is the perfect place, at least compared to the Twin Cities, for what you're doing. It seems like there is a need for this, and I'm assuming you guys stay pretty busy. Yeah, we're pretty steady. About, <laughs> a little bit. About okay. a, a okay. month out, we're bidding, uh, going on seven jobs today by the time we're all said and done amongst doing the podcast, so we're kind of running all over the place, yeah. We've been staying pretty pretty busy with it, so which is good, and it's, it's nice to be at least a few weeks or a month out is where we like to be floating all the time. Right. So how long has this been going on, like JM Operations? And, of course, you guys can, the actual Jacob and Melanie, how long you guys have been together? Well, we have been married 11 years. Okay. So it's it's going okay, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. well, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, we have three children, and JM Operations started in 2020 as a way for Jacob to actually be home. So we used to be over-the-road truck drivers together as a couple, and we loved it. We saw the country, and we were together every day. And then we started to have children, so I would stay home, and he would still go on the road trucking Monday through Friday. And he's just been missing a lot. So our children are older now. We've got two in school, and then our HR department over here is almost four. (laughs) Okay. So she's the best HR. I mean, yeah. she's got human resources. She's moving down. up to be the head equipment <laughs> operator here. So. <laughs> um, so we wanted to have Jacob home more. And so to try and figure out what we should do besides trucking. And so he's had a lot more years of heavy equipment operation than I have. I pretty much, yeah, I just jumped back into what I grew up doing. I, I pretty much, my dad had his first heart attack when I was 12, dropped out of school and started running heavy equipment. Mm. And... We've been doing it ever since. I've been running equipment forever, cutting trees down, and kind of just doing all the same stuff that I used to do. So pretty much I've been doing the same active work since I was, you know, before a teenager. Mm -hmm. And we just rolled back into it under a new name is all we did. So it's not like we got just two years' experience. We've got quite a lot of experience to it from heavy to light equipment and Mm kind of jumping all over doing everything. I'm assuming the winter poses a... A lot of complications for what you do. Not that you guys stop working all winter, but what kind of issues do you run into that people might not even think about? Well, frost is a big one. You can't right. you can't do the dirt for obviously in the winter time, so everything that way goes on pause. We did do a good handful of lot clearing, land clearing. It is the prime time to do it when the ground is froze. You don't have to deal with the Minnesota mud. So if they need land clears or prepping for a lot. It's really nice if you can get it lot cleared off in the wintertime when it's easier to work, get the wood off, get all the stumps, you know, kind of prepped if you beat the frost. If you don't beat the frost, then you got to come back in spring and finish it up. But we got quite a few of them done. This winter we used um, plowing snow as a filler, so I kind of went back into that a little bit. But we're trying to deter out of that, honestly, and we do we own an epoxy business too, and we epoxy restaurant tables is mainly what we specialize in. Okay. Pretty much anything that you can even imagine or dream of as far as images, we can image onto a table. 
and anything from where's Waldo to your favorite pet to a family photo to we've done some wild stuff. Wow. Anything you can picture, and they're all flame retardant and heat resistant and set sizzling griddles on it. And we, we started doing that, oh, man, five, six, seven years ago as a hobby, and it ended up taking off, and we started doing it a lot more. And we're progressively going to make it into a full-time business where we can have that base out of our existing business in Fort Ripley there and have that as a full-time winter gig. And if it's busy enough, we'll keep both businesses going through the summer and the winter too. Totally. So, so if I go to a restaurant like that – you're talking about the designs in the table that mm-hmm. are epoxied over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, local restaurants we've done. We've done Bayadella. We've done Nachi. Oh, you have. So you, you can check okay. them out. We've done them. We're partnered with Studio Wraps, and Studio Wraps comes in, and they do the imaging on the tables and the wraps. Cool. So then we come in and do the epoxy after, and we all work as a big group together. So mm-hmm. It comes out really good. And if you need tables built, we can do that too. Bayadella and Nachi are great places. Yeah. Yep. Real good food. <laughs> yes. So walk me through a typical workday because you, Melanie, kind of touched on what it, what used to be the case. But what what is a typical workday for both of you now? Oh, well, we were up about a little bit before six. Got to get the kids on the bus and off to school. And then depending on the day, depends on where we're going and what we're doing. But we head off to the job. And if it goes good, <laughs> we work that job all day and we get our work done. I leave about 330 head home so I can meet the kids off the bus. Jacob will usually work till about 7, 8 at the job site, depending on what we're doing. And then he comes home, we get the kids into bed, and then it's usually he's in the shop doing maintenance, mechanic work. You know, this one needs oil change. This one, I blew a hydraulic line. This one, I have a low tire, whatever. I need to get all this stuff done. I'm usually up in the office then doing billing or paperwork or bids paying bills. I mean, just all those things that happen in a normal household. And then if we're lucky, we're in bed by 1130 and we're back up before six the next day. Wow. So it's just kind of... It's a steady repeat. It's, so. It feels like we're doing the same thing every day, but we're not, which yeah, is also very fun. It breaks it up. It's different every day. And then you got days like yesterday that don't, everything goes south and we had thought everything was going good. Job was going good. We were running ahead of schedule and then we hit a frost boil at the job and it's only the second time in my life I've ever buried a skid steer deeper than the machine is pretty much. I, I buried oh. it halfway up the cab. It just it was sinking faster than you could stop it. So mm-hmm. then everything goes on stop and had to call in Melanie to come with my uh, Jeep to come pull it out. And I thought we were going to have to get my rollback out there to pull it out. We got it out ourselves. But we tried to do, for the most part, everything ourselves because everything else is an additional cost. Everything that you add is an additional cost you know, to the job is more money on the customer. So if you can try and save the customer as much as possible, then they don't have to eat the cost, and neither do I. So you try and do as much as you can and be as efficient as you can with what you got. So we don't hire hardly any maintenance done. I do almost all of it myself, servicing all the trucks, service all the equipment. We don't have any employees. It's just us. we got some part-time people that help here and there, but it's pretty much just us. So, I mean, we're pretty quick at it. I mean, most jobs were done in a few days, you know, or even the bigger ones, like Monster one we just finished, that only took two weeks, you know, or 10 business days is all it took. So we usually get things done pretty fast. Crazy. I didn't realize you guys didn't have any full-time people. So you're the whole 
We're the what shebang. You, what that you, is crazy. What you see is what you get. Yeah, either you get her or I on the phone when you call. It might take the next day for us to get back to you, but we try within 48 hours to get back to you because sometimes we're running loud equipment and we can't hear you. Right. Or so, we're working till 10 o'clock at night and I'm not calling you back at yeah, 10.30. So we try and, <laughs> try and call our customers while we're driving to and from the jobs or in between there on lunch break or whatever and schedule appointments and times. And Thursdays we typically run our own bid jobs and try and get all of our bidding done on Thursdays. If we can loop them all together where we go every other Thursday, that's fantastic because then we can keep a Thursday workday going right. and try and keep everything moving as quick as we can. Sure. What's something that a lot of, and we've touched on this a lot, but what's something a lot of people don't understand about your work? Probably the problems that come with owning a business of not, it's not a nine to five. You know, you don't just grab your coffee and go to work in the morning. You know, you you already got two hours under your belt before you get your coffee, trying to prep the trucks or prep the equipment or load up for the next job and then find this is broke or that is broke. And not that you got bad equipment that you can have something brand new. I've had piece of equipment that I got two hours on and they're broke down you know or the hydraulic lines are leaking or this or that you don't know it's like every everything breaks you know mm-hmm. and trying to prep stuff in the morning before you got to go and then you know try and make it there and not have any issues along the way I mean you can hit a nail a two by four on the road and blow a tire I mean the little things that interrupt your day and then you show up at the job and they're like well you're late or you're not on time or this so that is like most people don't realize what you have to go through just to get there you know or realize what goes into it so a job that they see you at the job for four to five hours of, say, grading a driveway, you know, doing a simple grading job or a hydro bucket job. You're there four to five hours, but it took eight hours of physical man hours to mm-hmm. actually do that job and get that job done because of this is wrong or that is wrong or making this or, or DOT, you know, pull you over and keep you side the road for two hours. The other night I was trying to get home and time to tuck the kids into bed. It was like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night hauling home and dot pulled me over and kept me aside the highway for two hours looking at stuff just because they can you know and it it ties you up things you don't expect you know and then i didn't get tucked kids in didn't get to have dinner and didn't get any of my equipment loaded for the next day so by that time it's two o'clock in the morning for all that's done you know and it don't change your start time you still got to be up and going by six so most people don't realize that and it's it's hard to fathom if you don't own a business or have been in it i mean that's a typical answer that i think people don't understand you're not just it's not just you showing up and doing the work yeah there's like infinitely more things to check off besides that yeah that's almost the like half of it oh yeah behind the scenes is extensive or even like on melanie's aspect of it you know where it comes to be 12 30 and we get a call from school you know or mick fell off a swing set or one of our kids you know got hurt or this or that and then you gotta she leaves early or i gotta leave early or this or that and right. do it you know a kid here or there so it's it's a challenge keeps you busy mm-hmm. keeps you hopping well it seems like you guys are staying afloat <laughs> and <laughs> even more than that though it seems like you guys have it so far so good yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your website, or where should people go to find you? Oh, I'm in the middle of processing a website, because it never really occurred to me. We've been asked a lot. We've never needed a website. We've never had a website, um, but we've been asked recently a lot to get one. So we're in the process with all of our free time here to get a website going. So she's working on that. We do have a Jam Operations Facebook page, okay. which you can go to Jam Operations on Facebook and find us there. We try to <laughs> upload when we can. I need to do another photo dump and do some updates of some of the work we've done some of the craziness yeah we do a little bit of everything okay well i appreciate you guys coming on and it's so cool that you both are running this whole thing Mm -hmm. i think that is so 
cool. So uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.